everyone, and welcome to the Comics Deserve Better podcast, where we cover the world of independent comics. I'm one of your hosts, Brian. With me, as always, are the other two parts of the CDB Triforce, or Triumvirate, Carrie and Darcy. Hello. Hi. I'm trying multiple words with the, the tri sound. Maybe triptych would also work. <laughs> <laughs> but how are you guys doing today? Good. Uh I no longer have a job, so that's awesome. Oh, no. I, I upped my resignation letter uh, by two weeks, and I essentially just left my job today. So that's... Uh, as long as it's willing, that's good. It was willing, and I will say this publicly. If I didn't have an amazing support system at home, I don't think I would have done it. So thank you, Brian, because we did have a lot of text conversations before I took over the resignation letter. And uh, it's much appreciated. I feel a lot better. And I'll be able to kind of focus on my health I for the next anything. few weeks before I start a new job. So just, that'll be nice. I ghosted yeah. her on the text messages, but I'm glad, I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad that, 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 you're, that you're doing the right thing. I'm just joking. Anyway. Okay, well, uh, with the jokes aside for the day, no more jokes than the entire podcast, all seriousness. Um, we're gonna jump into the regular parts of the episode uh, we're gonna be talking about what we don't talk about by charlotte uh, christensen that was on purpose i didn't mean to say what we're talking about what we don't talk about but um we usually start with news but we don't have any news this week so we're gonna go right forward to spotlights um darcy do you want to start us off i will uh i was going to do something different but this came across my um Twitter today, which is how I find everything anymore. Uh, so uh, Boom Studios tweeted about uh, Memo number one that's coming out in July, uh, which is when we're going to be on break. So I'm going to go ahead and push it right now. Uh, so Memo number one by uh, Sass Millage um, is about a witch who uh, like a younger witch who's been away from home and she finds out that her grandmother Mamo dies so the village that she's like in charge of protecting no longer has a witch so she kind of has to come home and um, sort of navigate the village needing someone to handle all the stuff that's gone wild since her her, her grandmother's no longer there to take care of things and she makes a new friend and there's a black cat involved um, and all of the images that I've seen so far. Um, Trung Lee Nguyen does a um, variant cover. <laughs> so nice. that's awesome. awesome. Super awesome. Uh, the art's really gorgeous. Uh, um, um, Sass did a, uh, 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 the Dick Grayson, uh, what book was that? What book was that? The Dick Grayson Lost Carnival thing. I don't oh. know. So if, if you've seen that, you, you might know her from that, but really kind of gorgeous, almost whimsical art. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think That's it awesome. interesting, but it's, it's coming out while we're on break, mid-season break. So I figured I'd go ahead and throw it out right now. Awesome. Good idea. It looks it's, really good. Brian just pulled it up right now. Yeah. It's lovely coloring. Yeah. And Gorgeous coloring. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's really cool. And yeah. it's really, really cute black cat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And and the people design, like actually very, very cool and very fashionable. I like it. 
a lot. Very fashionable. Yeah. Very, <laughs> very, very cute. Kind of looks like maybe young teenagers, a little older than tweens, younger teenage girls, very much, you know, like Kiki's delivery service age, yes. teenage girls, that oh, yes. kind of thing. So, yeah, I think probably we're, we're headed that direction only instead of leaving home, you're coming home. If there wasn't a trying to win uh, cover, there's, I would be really excited about the other person who's doing a cover, which is uh, Veronica Fish. But I think only Nguyen uh, trumps Fish in this case. I, I could see that. I didn't even notice that Veronica Fish was doing one. I, I was so... Yeah, caught up. I was so caught up in in everything else. I didn't even see the Veronica Fish uh, variant, and I, you know, I don't even care about variants. I've <laughs> like pretty much never bought. I've, I think I've bought like three variant covers in my entire life, so I don't even normally give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, oh, I'll buy a collection, and the, the like. Their variant covers are at the back of the collection, um, and it's like, oh, that's pretty. I get yeah. to look at all these covers at the back of the collection. That's fun. Um, and otherwise, I don't really even care. Uh, so, like, will I buy Trung Lee Wynn's variant? No, probably not. But, no. hey, it's there. It's a, exactly. No, <laughs> it'll, I'm, it'll be at the back of the collection when I get that. <laughs> I am the exact same way. It's either questions. Actually, for me, um, variants make really good uh, digital wallpapers <laughs> for, like, yes. phones and stuff. So, yeah, this one might actually become one pretty soon. We'll see. Um, all right. Um, Carrie, do you want to? Yeah, so um, I'm a social media lurker, as everybody knows. So I was on Instagram, and there is this super cute webcomic by an artist named Gemma Janae. Uh, she's Spanish, and her Instagram is 157 of Gemma. And she draws this insanely cute comic about her everyday life with her partner and their various dogs. And the dog in question is named Mochi and he's like a fat little pug. So it's just super cute. Um, They've had the dog since about 2012 and it's just her life with uh, having the dog, everything that dog owners go through or or pet owners go through, um, just like the silly little things. The artwork's really cute. It's just, it's fun. Um, It's clean lines. She does a lot of Mochi and Baby Yoda um, or <laughs> Grogu comparisons, and it's just, it's super adorable. I forgot how I found out about this, but popped up on Instagram. Um, I really like it because I'm obsessed with my dog. So um, it's super cute. I liked it, and I wanted to talk about it and give her a shout out because I like it. Yeah, it looks like there's a book. Yes, mm-hmm. Living with Mochi. It's Andrew McNeil's publishing. Uh, it's available on wherever fine books are sold. And it's, it's fun. We'll link it as well. And um, she does a lot of her art with translations. So if there's words, it'll be in English, but then she translates it to Spanish, which mm-hmm. is really cool. That is cool. Very cool. I also like the way Mochi is drawn basically just by, it's just two giant eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and a nose. Yeah. Very, very, very good for a pug. Yeah. yeah. Super Definitely. cute. Oh, and there's a picture of, of the actual real life Mochi on, on the Instagram as well, which is yeah adorable super cute so yeah oh yeah so that's definitely a good check out there okay well i am um, i'll go ahead and do my spotlight real quick then too uh 
And that will be Jenny Zero's Issues Number 1 and 2, uh, written by Dave Dwanch and Brockton McKinney, Brockton McKinney and illustrated by Magenta King. Uh, uh, color colors was, is different on both issues. One is done by Megan Wang, um, and the other this the second issue the color art was by Dom or Dam D A M, um, and so this is a nice giant monster story. Um, uh, Tetsuraiba, Tetsuraiba, I believe is the name of the genre in Japan, uh, where essentially. Um, Jenny, Jenny Zero's uh, father was the hero of Japan. He was able to morph into a giant monster uh, and he, he protected Japan from uh, incoming threats um, from, from other giant monsters, essentially. Um, Jenny's father um, growing up, since he was busy with doing all this and also kind of maybe just to protect her in a way, uh, never uh, really, there wasn't really much daughter daddy time. So that leads to some issues for Jenny later in the future. Um, but um, his dad, her dad dies and she becomes part of the group to fight the, uh, the aliens or the, or the monsters coming out. Um, um, but she does it kind of more like a, a foot soldier does. Like, like the, there's other groups of people that basically shoot these, these monsters with these guns that actually look like fish, which is actually a really cool design. Um, and um, she is also a hard drinker, hard party, or hard, you know, basically a hard liver, <laughs> you know, and probably has a hard liver from all the hard living. And um, <laughs> yeah, so, um, and so she ends up getting fired from the job um, but then um, this, the first issue has, is basically takes place when she's get, coming back to work for, for the, uh, the organization that fights the monsters and she's asked to kind of come back. So she's, she's there, she's fighting the monsters again. She's doing it hungover, of course. Um, actually, she does, it, she does it a little bit day drunk, actually, <laughs> a little buzzed. And she's, she successfully um, fends off the monsters, but then her kind of brashness and, and kind of not like looking into the situation leads to um, more monsters attacking because um, she didn't really pay attention to what type of monsters she was attacking in the first place and it spawns other monsters when when uh, when it got when it was killed so um, she gets into she gets attacked and picked up by a monster and the general who is, was the best friend of her father and then this person who recruited her um, orders a sniper to shoot, but not to shoot the monster, but to shoot Jenny. Um, and it turns out what she's shot with um, is a cure to a drug that she was given to as a child that kept her genetics from mutating because she, like her father, had the same monster growing power. And so she gets, so basically that inhibits that drug to work and she turns into a giant kaiju monster and starts fighting the other monster but since she didn't listen to the uh to the directions when she when she was going first in the combat to wear the the proper outfit to to go fight cop fight uh the monsters she ends up breaking through her clothes and being a basically a giant naked woman kaiju fighting a monster in the middle of the city and since she's already a celebrity of course like tmz and all those people are are after her afterwards so um lots of fun kaiju issue uh like 
kaiju stuff a lot, lot of family uh family matters and family stuff that that uh kind of dealt in with this and so it just uh it's, it's a lot of fun um magenta this is magenta king's first comic i believe so she's an up-and-comer uh the art style is very nice and fun and crisp and kind of a anime-esque uh style which really works with the uh with with what the, the subject matter is so it does sound fun yeah, yeah that, that is sounds, cool. sounds a lot of fun so first two issues have come out um i believe there's i think this might be a four or five issue arc and then they'll we'll see what happens after that so if they go past it yeah yeah awesome but but good so far i definitely recommend it lots of purples yeah oh yeah there's lots of purples really cool. and, i like yeah purples and yellows uh, especially in the, the second issue so it's a, it's a lot of uh it's pretty good all right well, we're now getting into our main course then. I was going along here. And that is going to be uh, What We Don't Talk About by Charlotte Christensen, um, published by Avery Hill Publishing and uh, Sash Gumroad. Um, Darcy, this was your choice. Uh, do you want to uh, kind of give us a quick synopsis and uh, let us know why you picked this one for this week? I will do so. Uh to shout out to Twitter who doesn't need it. Um, I follow Charlotte on Twitter. Um, I found her because uh, she's kind of, she's a good artist. I, I like her a lot. Uh, she's also an, uh, an asexual creator. And so I was kind of like drawn to her for that. Like I found her art first and then, you know, like, oh, I don't follow many people who are also like myself, asexual or who fall under the asexual umbrella. And so that was awesome. And so I kind of hooked up. I didn't hook up with her. That sounds weird. <laughs> sounds incredibly weird considering, but um, yes. <laughs> I connected with her on Twitter, um, followed her is the word that's actually used and uh, just kind of like kept up with that. And I saw that she uh, had published a book and um, thought, hey, why not? We have a space for it. So since it was my time, I thought, hey, why not? We have a space for it. And uh, I picked that this week. Um, the book itself, uh, what we don't talk about is, I guess, social horror would be the genre. <laughs> uh, uh, I, it probably has a name now. Um, it, it should. <laughs> It, it, it should anxiety inducing social horror um it, it's essentially uh this couple this um interracial couple in england uh who are going home to meet um his parents and farai who is the girl she is uh Zimbabwean British uh, is going home to meet Adams who is white very white um, <laughs> his parents for the first time in their relationship they've been together two years and she's never met them um, and he is very nervous about this you can tell and she doesn't really understand why she, you know she's not allowed she's not been allowed to meet them yet she's not been brought home um, and he's giving off very awkward body language and they go to 
the home and it's very much like a gothic horror almost which i really like the way it's kind of set up it's very gothic horror in the middle of nowhere you never see any other people at all mm-hmm. it's very it's, it's, it's this very much a mansion in the middle of nowhere very empty there's a lake it's it's a gothic horror in this nowhere place in england with no other people and a creepy old woman Mm-hmm. and Adam is very tied in with his body language all the time and he has problems opening the door at the very beginning but you know Farai makes him open the door and in comes mom and dad and they're like oh Adam good to meet you and mom addresses Farai and very visible hesitation very vis- visible unwillingness to shake hands and mom immediately sticks that hand that shook the hand in the pocket and there's instant instant obviousness that mom is not okay with this Mm -hmm. mom takes Farai and Adam upstairs and she uh, Farai is trying to engage uh, the mother in conversation, you know, you know how you do when you're dating someone, you, you talk up the person you're dating to mm-hmm. their parents. Oh, you know, your son, uh, isn't he so good at his music? Because Adam is a musician, he's a pianist. And that's what Farai like fell in love with him for. She walked past him when he was playing piano and she was like, oh, you know, I just fell in love with him because this, he plays the piano so well. And she, mom's like, oh, you know, the piano, whatever. You know, I wanted him to be a chemist like me, like I used to be. And I thought this was a really clever thing to do with how they set it, with how uh, Charlotte set up the family uh, was Adam was very obviously beat down himself. Like there was a lot of internal family trauma for Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, Mom, obviously he was spoiled. He's obviously kind of a spoiled little rich boy, but there was obviously a lot of trauma against him. Um he wasn't allowed to say what he wanted. He wasn't allowed to say what he liked. And this was one of those things. His piano playing was just this thing he did in London, this thing he played at. And so they go to bed that night and Farai asks, what was that thing about the music? And Adam kind of blows it off. It's not anything, you know, mom, she's just kind of like that. The next day kind of continues more of the same. Um, mom continues making these little offhand remarks. Uh, they go into this massive freaking greenhouse that's like the size of, I don't know, three a three-story house. It's gigantic. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, uh, the mom and dad show Farai this a plant that got killed by a previous gardener who's like one of the only other people who's mentioned in the book um, who came from a country in Africa that they can't remember it just had a funny name um, uh, who they fired because he forgot to water the plant uh, and that obviously upsets Farai because, oh, he just forgot to water it at one point. So they let him go, quote unquote. 
Um, and uh, Adam's mom, again, continues to just say things like this. Africa is just Africa. Who cares what all these countries were? Uh, she makes comments about Farai's parents um, not necessarily being good or being uh, remarkable for what they are. Like they're, uh, her mom is an engineer, her dad is a doctor, uh, but they got that from universities or a university in Zimbabwe, um, which has a quote unquote funny name. Um, and it's remarkable that they're both educated, but they were educated in Zimbabwe or whatever. Um, they have kind of what ends up being a fight at dinner. Um, Farai stands up for himself, herself, uh, and Adam, he, he keeps trying to steer the conversation around things. He's obviously very non-confrontational again, probably because he spent his whole life with this woman and he's got this sort of trauma built up around it. Um, later when they're alone, um, she calls him out on it and she's like, why is this happening? Why can't you kind of side with me? And Charlotte does these non-character pages where she's like, I, 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 you know, I, I value this relationship with Adam, but also I want him to believe in me. I want him to side with me. The next day they go out on the lake together and Farai wears a traditional hair wrap, um, which Adam knows is important to her because it's culturally important. Uh, arguably, it's probably also, you know, not a bad idea if you're going out on the lake to cover your hair. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of people do it for lots of different reasons. Hats are a thing. Um, and Farai just does this with a hair wrap. The first thing mom does is uh, accuse her potentially, you know, I use accuse, quote unquote, of being a uh, Muslim. And then Fry says, no, I'm not. But, you know, even if I were, dot, dot, dot. And then, of course, Adam's mom has to explain why Muslims are awful because she's bigoted on all different levels. <laughs> and um, Adam continues to be non-helpful on all levels. And this just kind of keeps being bad. And Farai leaves. And I think I'm missing something. I think something else happens before she leaves. There was a confrontation in the kitchen. There's a confrontation. There's before that, there's a mm -hmm. confrontation in the woods. Yes. And yes. before that, yes. Uh, uh, Farai is a designer and artist and she's sitting in the woods. This was one of the things that made it feel most like a gothic horror to me. I can't believe I forgot it. Mm -hmm. uh, Farai sitting in the woods uh, after she has her talk with Adam, but before, before the lake, I think. Was it before um, dinner? It was, it was after, be before after the lake, but before dinner. Yes. Uh, Farai is sitting uh, in the woods drawing um, and 
Adam's mother comes out and sits in the woods right across from her and the trees are shaking and it's windy and there's lightning all over the place. And uh, mom's like, is this where you're hiding? What's going on? Um, I've done nothing the whole time you were here, but treat you with respect. And she's like, Fry's like, I've been the one who's been treating you with respect. I've been kind to you. Um, and then like lightning striking all over the place. It's great. It's fantastic. I loved that part so much. And then dinner comes, then another dinner comes because you know, they're staying several nights. They're having a couple meals here. So another dinner comes or another meal comes and um, Fry's actually like explaining the hair wrap. She's like telling her the cultural point, the cultural reasoning behind it. She uh, tells the name of it. She uh, explains why the university is important. Uh, she says the actual name of it. And mom's completely given up being subtle at all about being a asshole she's straight up being terrible now dad this whole time's kind of been off to the side a little bit uh he said things here and there he was kind of really awful about the gardener they let go mm -hmm. um but here at dinner he's being like a little bit more yes 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 he's saying a little bit more here um and uh you also get more of like the British imperialism thing. Yes. Like, mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, you know, um, this is, everybody knows how important Britain's been to Africa. Everybody knows what Britain's brought to Africa. Britain's done everything for Africa. Um, the mom says then, we've civilized your country. Yes, yeah. yes, that was that was a thing she said. Oh Jesus, she was yeah. awful. Yeah, she was. And and dad's like, yes, you can't deny that. You can't say anything bad about that. And then Adams continues to try to deflect and to turn around and try to get her off the subject. He's like, Mom, uh, wine. Do you remember that wine <laughs> we got uh, last year or something? Uh kid crazy stupid kid <laughs> um and Farai's like listen um you've been awful to me about everything you've been awful about my heritage and mom's like awful me what mm -hmm. surely not kind of thing she looks at her husband me do you think i've been awful <laughs> because she's an asshole mm -hmm. um and then she of course blames Farai. well it's not me it's your behavior your behavior has made me be awful i've welcomed you into my house and you have acted in this way we've that treated has... you like a daughter yeah. yes yes uh, -huh. uh you know you know we've given you this room we've done whatever for you we've done nothing kind of like back in the woods you know i've been nothing but kind to you kind of thing and uh, all you've you know i i did i never insulted you nothing i never said a single bad word to you kind of thing mm -hmm. and then for i gets up she leaves um she kind of like uh, Adam gets up too. He follows her after she leaves and he, he 
finally gets some sort of emotion comes out of him finally but towards the wrong person yep. mm -hmm. um and he's like why did you yell at my mom was that necessary to yell um and she yells back at him at the right person um <laughs> saying what the hell do you mean she was saying all this shit about me and my family and yep. you know like my culture and this shit's racist you stupid idiot <laughs> um and that's not okay you stupid idiot <laughs> <laughs> and she packs her bags and she leaves she gets a taxi yep. and she goes home or she goes to the train station she doesn't go home yet she goes to the train station and he shows up again mm -hmm. and um what does he say at the train station he says listen um she's my mom uh and you know kind of like she's my mom i love her and Fry's like i get it you know no one wants their moms to be racist but at the same time if you want to be my boyfriend you have to be my boyfriend mm -hmm. you have to stand up for me you have to like be here for me i think she says you have to be like a stronger person for me mm -hmm. and if you can't be that person for me then like what's the point and and then she leaves yeah and so Adam's there, and again, very gothic horror, but now we're not so much gothic horror, now we're in like a sad <laughs> romance, you know, like a tragic <laughs> sad romance, because it's raining in a train station. <laughs> Fabulous. Uh, and so, uh, and she's like, oh, um, it's raining in a train station, and uh, Charlotte's kind of finishing it off by saying like, sometimes um, you've got to leave people even if you love them, because uh, it, it's not worth it. They're not doing what you need them to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're not there for you. They're not helping you. And you're, you're, I th uh, like you're, you're worth more than that. Yes, exactly. So, so yes, <laughs> like approach this oh boy very <laughs> yeah like, sensitively I... so i will say this just because i don't oh this is hard um so a lot of the stuff that happened in this book has actually mirrored a lot of what we've gone through as a couple yes mm. um i will tell you reading it i got a severe panic state like mm. i was getting really anxious um i don't know if Charlotte meant to draw the mother-in-law so ugly, but I'm glad she did because I think when people are ugly on the inside, I think it wears on the outside. Um, mm -hmm. So I do think that it's a very relevant story to a mm -hmm. lot of people um, because of the world that we've unfortunately always lived in there are going to be 
people that don't like other people based on assumptions. And a lot of those assumptions go on ethnic background, religious background. Sometimes it's as stupid as how curly is their hair? Will my Mm. grandchildren look like me? Um, Jesus Christ, yes. or, Or I'm surprised, my favorite personal one is, I'm surprised your parents have an American Express card. What? Yes. Mm-hmm. Be, um, I'm surprised your parents can afford that. Um, there's a lot of... It's difficult to read and stuff like that because it mirrors and you know what those characters are going through. Thank the gods that in our personal situation, we, it really banded us together. Mm-hmm. we got yeah. a hell of a lot stronger as a couple um we realized we were both worth fighting for and I mean I'm not going to say that cheesy bullshit of like it gets better because it normally doesn't yeah what you do is in our case we've learned to be polite we've learned to avoid certain topics um we've learned to not bring up my family so much Mm. and we just go on um but to see this written the way it is charlotte does an amazing job um in a very simplistic drawing way and it's gorgeous i love the coloring i love the artwork yes yes but there's it's not busy and because it's it's not, not because it's not busy it really you really got to have those emotions like set in and you really got to kind of dwell in what was being said and it's not a wordy comic I mean think very few things were said the, the word bubbles were really small mm-hmm. um the only one who really talked a lot was Farai and rightfully so because she was literally getting shat on since the beginning and she was trying so hard to like navigate it you know and she's probably a woman that because of her heritage and because she's living where she's living and because the world is the way the world is the way it is she's learned how to navigate society but she probably didn't ever have to think or ever felt like she would have to navigate with her own boyfriend and once you realize that you don't have a partner who's going to back you up it's that has to be the worst fucking feeling in the world. And the only person I felt sorry for, and not sorry, like I just, I really just felt a lot of emotion with Farai, mm-hmm. you know? But you realize she's going to be a better person post this. And not because she needs to be a better person, but she will come out like a better person, a stronger person, a more empathetic person than what she was before because of this super shitty situation. And I didn't feel sorry for Adam, even though like Darcy, like you said, he had probably a lot of like childhood familial trauma, but. Yeah, I think that was more like at first, like you're supposed to, it felt like at the beginning you were supposed to, um, because that's a thing a lot of people have like Mm -hmm. like like everybody has that 
like he says, everybody, everybody has that. I don't want to, you know, like hate my parents and everybody has something that hurts them essentially. So the way she drew him where he was constantly like holding his arm and like pulling himself inward, that Mm -hmm. was definitely to create empathy for him. Yeah. But at the end, he was very obviously like even at the middle he was very obviously in the wrong yeah like Mm -hmm. so that that was done very it was very well paced and very well written for his character his arc was very well done I I thought and this could have been my own interpretation I thought he looked most like his family in the Mm -hmm. argument yeah yeah his his face shape yeah like the the way the lines of his face were drawn mm-hmm. kind of got a little harsher the way his mom's were yes yes no tone definitely so yeah <laughs> situations like this especially with family it, are definitely kind of a crucible and and either you're gonna get burned up or your relationship's gonna get burned up in it or you're just gonna get closer you know or forge and there's steps that people make to for either that to happen and you gotta say that for i was doing the right things yeah <laughs> really was and, yeah and, she's amazing and, and, and yeah i mean there's some conversation in here that mirror conversations that i've had with 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 my family and and with conversation that Carrie's had with her family and um yeah like we've been married for 15 years mm-hmm. now like it's gonna be 15 years next month and so you know me 15 years ago uh even though I was still very much an independent person and, and I also kind of was already at the realization of like maybe the the blood family that you have is not the family that you need to have essentially like you can mm. choose your family because in and, and no one has the right to be your family because of like genetics essentially mm-hmm. and i think that kind of assisted in our situation because because when what obviously somebody who i'm supposed to care about like you know my mom or or my dad um starts talking about someone who I want to, to, you know, care about, and I just naturally care about, you know, like Carrie, um, it was an easy, it was, it was an easy decision for me <laughs> to, to, you know, like, yeah, I know I'm supposed to be the loyal son, but you're not, you're not, you're not holding up your part of this bargain, essentially, and so I had moments like Adam, where it's kind of like, oh, where do I go, what do I do, but then, but dude, <laughs> you chose poorly, you know, especially like the in private parts like Mm -hmm. I think I I think that was the ones that you know she was especially early on pushing where where that transition if he were to be like a a real empathetic character like where you could have felt for him and and not hated him at the end if he would at the very least have supported her when she needed that support in private yes yes like again it's it's hard to hate your family Mm -hmm. even if they are hateable people Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. they're your family absolutely we all have terrible family members that is the one thing 
everybody in the world can relate to. Everybody has at least one terrible family member because yeah. nobody's perfect. Yeah. Um, but you have to at at the bare the bare freaking minimum that you do as a partner would be to support in private. Yeah, and, <laughs> and Adam had multiple opportunities. Exactly. Multiple opportunities. Which and, was so frustrating. And he, and he played the defense card instead. Every and, fucking and, time. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, we, Carrie and I have you know we, secret conversations. We we're really good at whisper talking. <laughs> yeah, a very good whisper conversation, and we're very like, okay, let's just okay, we're gonna go out to dinner. Let's just get through it. Let's just get through this weekend. We got it. We can do it. And we're like, you know, and we get it. And mm-hmm. I mean, because I don't like, or even not whispering, yeah. even if she just said something completely outrageous, like yeah. 90% of the shit that came out of her mouth, and you just look at each other like, yeah, absolutely. This bitch, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, we, and we're very good at like sending each other the mental signals of like, okay, this one's mm. not worth it. Don't like, just, let's just get through it, you know? And I mean, like, it's, when Adam had all of these opportunities in private to back her up and the instance that really got me with Adam and I was just, I was shaken by his behavior was the hair wrap. She's so excited that Mm. she remembered it. She pulls it from her bag. She's doing her hair. She's absolutely gorgeous. Mm. And he's looking at her and he, the emotion on his face is like, oh, fuck, you're wearing yeah. that? He and knows. He knows exactly what's coming. He knows. He doesn't even fucking warn her. He yeah. doesn't the warn her. The least you can do is warn her. He doesn't warn her. He was like, oh, babe, you're going to wear that. Not that I don't like it, you know, and it's just And like, he knows how important it is yes. to her. And so he, he he knows he knows both sides of it. He yes. knows how important it is to her. He knows how bad it's going to be from his mom. So he knows how much it's going to hurt. And he it's the time thing, to stand up. That's yeah. You get and I'm not saying it's easy. And it's I'm sorry. I've yeah. never been from a rich white family. So no. I don't know what it's like to visibly shake it up and like lose risking shit. You know what I mean? Like, right. I or like, oh, uh, not, did I say lo- risking losing something? Sorry. I right. My words. Um, but like, I don't, I don't get that. I like, I don't understand it. So I can, I'm sure a lot of people are in that position of like, oh man, if I, if I go against my parents or my whomever, whomever, like I risk losing these comforts, uh, they're going to threaten to take away my car, my tuition, whatever, whatever. And I understand that because as humans, we unfortunately need money and sometimes a lot of it to do what we want and survive. But the bare minimum that he could have done is taken his gorgeous girlfriend aside and been like, this is going to be really shitty, but my mom's going to flip out when she sees that. Yeah. So just be prepared. Just be prepared. But that's also what I meant, like at the beginning about being like a spoiled rich kid with trauma, Mm -hmm. because he like the risk losing things like Mm -hmm. when she came out, when mom came out the door and was like, oh, my little Adam, um, 
I don't know if he could do much to risk losing everything because he's already taken, he's already, he already did at least one thing that completely circumvented what his mom wanted from him. And that was Mm -hmm. to go to London to be a pianist. Yes, that's true. And so he stood up for himself and, and suffered that trauma for himself. And he's obviously feeling the effects of it to some extent, Mm -hmm. but he can navigate around that for himself. So Farai was never worth it. Right. She's a hot girlfriend to have in the city. Yeah. That's not someone you want to take home to mom and dad. Yeah. At least not for two years. Yeah. And that's, yeah. And that leads into like how it's, it's not like this came as a surprise to Adam, his the way his hesitance was and the fact that he hadn't introduced her to her parent to his parents in two years and that and then how nervous he is on the on the trip there to oh that's to right he, he knows no warning in the first place yeah exactly yeah. And he knows how his parents are and like yeah it, it's hard to talk ill about like family in um in certain situations but you know it's once again it's like if you really care about this person you're going you know and you you know you're going to go into these dark waters it's like you got to establish that you're you know you're both on the same boat you know to go with the dark waters like <laughs> like analogy. Well, it's, it's one of those things like when you take friends over when you take new friends over to a place don't you like you know things we don't talk about yeah like, you, I don't, you know like yeah. don't don't I mean, don't you do that? Yeah, yeah. you like, do. You for, you like, hey, we don't talk about A, B, or C. Exactly. Yeah. Just don't bring like, it up. Yeah. Like this yeah, person's really cool, except for like this one thing. Don't right. Maybe don't bring don't, that up. Don't fucking mention it. Let's not get into or it's it. Like, they don't smoke weed. Let's not don't do smoke politics. at their house. Yeah. Right. Right. Something. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Or, or they're going to smoke weed. Yeah. You know, like be prepared for that. Yeah. Or like. Yeah, or don't don't drink at their house or yeah, it's always something. Alcohol. Yeah, like yeah, you you just prepare something. people for the environment you're going into. Yeah. But, but that brings up yeah. a really good point. Is you do that for people you care about. Exactly. Exactly. So Adam mm-hmm. never gave her that chance. No. So he doesn't really care about her. He made his decisions already. I think the starts. I think the argument, if if you were going to devil's advocate an argument for Adam, mm-hmm. would be that he, like, if, if I were a Twitter person making an argument for Adam, it would be that he, what would be an argument for why Adam did this? That he... People do shit like this. Why do they do it besides being racist? <laughs> what would his argument be? Oh, well, he does do the, the, the oh, um, they're just old. They're a different yes, generation. Yes, from a different generation. There you go. That's, That's an a argument. classic. And he does say that in this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, it's not really this. Yeah, but why didn't he tell her? Because he knows. Yeah. Late. Yeah. Because, you know, like, my grandpa, when he was alive, was from a different generation, but I still would have said, you know, like my grandpa might say some weird shit. For yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not like 
it, it was just like a train ride. And I know it was kind of a hectic train ride because they were running late. Um, he still fell asleep on it. Yeah. But, and, <laughs> it was and long so, enough for that. But they've been together for two years. I'm sure the right. subject of parents have come up before. Mm. And then yeah. it's something like, hey, like, um, you are going to eventually meet them. Um, it's just it's hard for me because of A, B, and C. Yeah. And it's like, I don't feel this way, but that's the way they are. And like, we, but we can try to work through this. Mm. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's, yeah, obviously they, <laughs> there's not a lot of communication in this relationship. There's not <laughs> a lot of communication in this relationship. It's, it's, yeah. And, and it's one of those things. It's like, it's, it's, I, I it's, it's, people are like this. Yeah. And it's, it's frustrating. It's yeah. so freaking frustrating. I know, um, not to speak ill of the dead, who are my grandfather. <laughs> my, my, my aunt and my uncle, my aunt, um, uh, my aunt um, married. I don't know if she did this before they got married or before, right after they started dating. I'm not sure which one really set my grandfather off. But my, my uncle is uh, Mexican-American and my aunt is white and my grandfather was very upset about that. Um, and I'm not sure if it was just because they were dating or if it was because she finally decided to marry him, which one was the one, but he finally whipped out a slur about it. Uh, and my aunt um, tackled her dad uh, and and broke his ribs oh shit that's and, a way to handle it and that is, awesome. that is how you handle that shit we got lucky luckily no slurs were never said it was more like Adam's mom where it was just those little bits and pokes and stuff like that yeah a lot of a lot of um a lot of inferred racist yeah. remarks um, about um, crop picking, about Ugh. emphasize being your poor, parents being low class. So, um, was that where the American Express thing came from? Was yeah. that yeah? And then um, the oh my god, the one about um, when Adam's mom talks about the education. Mm. That's like my parents are not engineers or doctors, but that whole thing is like mm -hmm. very very reminiscent of a conversation I have had with my mother-in-law about my parents education um like I read the whole thing with a stomach cramp it was yeah. tough but but it's nice again I think all stories are valid so it was really nice to see it kind of because there's a part I think it's one of the first like private conversations or slash arguments that Adam and Farai have and he calls her oversensitive yes he, he does that several times yeah and, and, and the, it, oh you're it, looking for racism it, and he, he says it to her and then he tells his mom once it's no. just she's oversensitive yeah mm -hmm. and as someone who has been called a dirty Mexican mm -hmm. as someone who has been called lots of things in my life mm -hmm. 
when and including being called oversensitive when he told her that i wanted to punch him in the face again i'm going back to my violent tendencies because i was so annoyed i'm like she is not being oversensitive everything she is saying is valid like it's absolutely what's going on but the thing is is what people do in situations like that they start telling you you're oversensitive Mm -hmm. so a a weaker person and i and i'm not saying weak as in bad i'm just sometimes we're emotionally so destroyed by things that we tend to not be able to handle ourselves in a way we would want like you start second guessing well maybe i am being oversensitive maybe they don't mean that maybe they aren't racist and it's something that a lot of people will do like in any situation but like the whole when he told her that i was just like this mother like i'm so annoyed that he's doing that to her because as a third party as someone watching it you're like oh it's absolutely true what they're doing to her well it takes a lot of stamina to keep going under all of that pressure you know it's that gaslighting just constantly and constantly and constantly you're not thinking what you're what you think you're thinking and yes yeah no it's it's i mean it it takes a lot of strength to handle that but i i wouldn't call it weakness that you don't it's just you know like humans can only put up with so much bullshit exactly oh really quick what's the illness that his mom had besides being a bitch carpal tunnel i don't know they was it carpal tunnel yeah they showed her wrists that were inflamed and i I wasn't sure so she and that's the thing too is that 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 subject of like adam not feeling the the footsteps of of her that that kind of brought home how why she was sensitive about that and almost created sympathy for her if she wasn't an outright beast of a person but (laughs) absolute um, monster but at the same time, I mean, yeah, it doesn't give anyone an excuse. So, stuff like that doesn't give anyone an excuse to do anything like that. And um, also, I got to say, even if if Farai was being oversensitive, and she wasn't. It was not. <laughs> but if she was, by saying you get oversensitive, all you're doing is devaluing their emotions and their feelings because it doesn't matter whether or not you think that they're overreacting they don't think they're overreacting and all you're doing is saying that you're thinking things wrong and you're you know you're 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 crazy you're you're emotionally incorrect in this situation yeah and it's like and all you're doing is just putting that person down whether or not you like it or not like you you gotta you know in a situation like that you you know no matter what your opinion is if you really care about the person, you help them in that situation. And if they are overreacting, you don't just say you're overreacting. You know, it's like telling someone who's freaking out, calm down. You know, you, <laughs> yeah. you, don't, you don't do that. do that. You know, right, right, right. You, know, you, you got you, you have to work it in a different way, in a, in a more of a subtle way, because it's, it, yeah, you don't want to devalue how they feel either, you know, because it's, it's not, true like if they someone feels that someone's being racist then that person is being racist to them yeah and that's just the way it is you know like they're they're not they don't choose that you know they're not like incorrect in their feeling because that's how they feel that that person's acting to them and that's them personally you know (laughs) so yeah (laughs) it's a really good book i I, I I really enjoy it and also i wanted to kind of talk about the the construction of the book I really enjoyed 
Um, it's only it's it's less than 100 pages um, when you take out the the cover and the and the filler pages in the beginning and the end, but the the use of space is is yes. very economical. I um and also like very much there's not a lot of waste of space as well. Yeah. Even but there's still a lot of room in it. Like yeah, there's yes. not a lot of waste of space, but it's got a lot of breathing room. Like yes, those those pages where she takes a pause to say and like there's the leaves and it's like listen, I can't keep doing this. She takes a breath yeah. and and yeah. lets herself take a moment. There's two or three of those. Yes. So no waste but also it's not rushed. Exactly. The, I like the pacing is very well done. I like the coffee one. And I don't know if she meant it this way, but I did like it because I was like, man, nothing. Sometimes when you're just having a really shitty day, nothing makes you kind of recenter as a drink of something that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. And so I when I saw the coffee cup, I was like, okay, the, the most recent thing happened in the kitchen. So like that felt like like it translated well, but I was also like, okay, I also feel like now the mother-in-law has left the room. Farai has a moment just to drink whatever she's drinking and like, okay, she's gone. I got this, you know, and I'm not saying that she needs to like pick herself up and push through it or whatever, but just that moment, like you said, of like those pages where she can take the breath and kind of you, you feel that with her. You're like, okay, just one more day or whatever, like whatever she needs to do, like she can, she can now focus on mm-hmm. because she's been able to take a breather. Yeah. Now they were really good natural transition yes. pages. Yeah. Those like chapter, almost like a chapter break, but not really with the mm. one single picture. And that single picture turns out to be kind of like a, a center point or a focus of the next of the next um, chapter uh, effectively, mm. like the coffee cup, because they're talking among with while drinking coffee. The head wrap is one of the the single picture chapter oh, breaks. Oh, okay, I didn't The well. leaves for the greenhouse. Yes, exactly. Yes. So, so, so you know, I so I, I think that's a really nice way to tell a story. <laughs> you know, like it's it's a very it's a very play style. Like, like if you're writing a play, you you center your acts and your your scenes around, you know, the the scenery because you can't change it easily, and and so I feel that like that this this book is written like a play, in the sense that like you got you, you know she creates the setting and this is the setting this is where this is going to happen and the setting doesn't change until the next scene. And so, and and so she creates a focal point with the chapter breaks. Which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, I can see that. I really liked the like we talked about. You like you mentioned the coloring before, but I like how the coloring and like the art itself, the design matches up. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I follow her on Twitter for her art initially, or I followed her past tense on Twitter for her art initially. Um, and like, what I like is that she doesn't appear like I don't know her entire process, but she doesn't appear to sketch out line art with like, um, uh, like pencil style line art. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes in with like non-distinct uh, black lines. She goes in with uh, like colors. And so her contrasting oh. is through colors and not hard lines. Oh, and cool. I really like that. It makes it like all the pages were very soft and warm and inviting, yes. even in this incredibly like negative uh, headspace that mm-hmm. everything was in. 
like the the space itself uh, was inviting all of the scenes were inviting uh, even that really horrific like forest scene was still pretty inviting because you had all of these like the colors were really gorgeous mm-hmm. um the clothing was really gorgeous the costuming was great mm-hmm. uh she used like for skin tones and hair tones there was a lot of purples like deep plums um were fantastic the highlights in Farai's hair were uh, like blue and pink yeah uh, which were great colors um very dynamic very fun uh lots of oranges lots of peaches lots of um uh, like I don't know like like saffrons um Mm -hmm. just great beautiful gorgeous colors the greenhouse was beautiful yeah like that that those pages in the greenhouse if you know mom wasn't there being an awful human being like (laughs) just rip that woman out and that page was beautiful (laughs) it's kind of exactly what you expect um from a gothic horror or gothic Mm -hmm. romance where the scenery is gorgeous oh god this beautiful house and this beautiful lake and this beautiful place but there's this evil thing in there somewhere and this horrible thing happening and so yeah I really I really like that a lot um and I like that the contrasting colors were providing that that space Mm -hmm. if Adam's parents hadn't hated Farai because of her ethnic background or because of her skin color they would just would have been jealous because she was so much more fashionable and everybody she was so oh, fashionable yeah. her eye was gorgeous i love gorgeous her. i liked her um dark plum or blue lipstick in that yes. in the boat scene great yeah. i really wish i could get away with that but it does not work with my skin tone oh her um her kind of like during her her moment where she tells everybody off but she's wearing that fabulous dress that black dress yes, yes. thank like, you a great outfit she was like screw you and ran <laughs> yeah. off in that black dress I was yeah. like thank you that's great <laughs> that is an excellent scene talking about a play that yeah. would work so well on stage this Absolutely. could this could be staged very well yeah uh, no it totally could and that's I think that's another reason why I enjoyed it so much is because I am a, a drama nerd so I, it definitely gave me that that kind of Neil simon kind of feel to it you know like I I yeah, and the, the visuals are definitely there. Yeah, we did. <laughs> In high school, we did All My Sons, and we had a tree that we pulled down and broke on the lightning. I could see us doing that the, <laughs> in, in the forest scene. Lightning, and it broke. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah, th- this would totally work as a real. It would be oh. a really interesting play. And it only has, you know, four people plus a conductor, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So all for it, yeah. definitely. It's, it's nice. Once again, it's, a, it's an economical, um, it would be an economical play, you know, <laughs> but yet not wasted, nothing wasted and nothing mm-hmm. and nothing rushed. The, yeah, pacing, pacing in a hundred page book when you have something to say can get really bad, really easy. It could be, it could be, but it was so good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, 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 I applaud, I mean, I applaud that so much because like like yeah when especially when when i mean i i don't know if if um charlotte has set it out to to create a a, a smaller book like this like a graphic novel but but definitely she was not um she was not afraid 
of or she she sorry not afraid not the wrong word is the wrong word she was definitely not did not feel rushed and not, not feel like oh no i'm only like 20 pages until i I have to end this and I got to end it now. There was no feeling of that. You know, there wasn't like a, you know, and then, you know, a MacGuffin happened and everyone's okay. And that was the end, you know, like, yeah, it, it was a good balance of like, I, you know, I can take my time with this, but also I don't need to stretch it out to 200 pages. Kind exactly, of exactly. I, I like the fact, cause I think this is an important realistic tone that Charlotte took was that for Ryan Adam didn't end up together yes it would have been a lot easier for adam to stand up to his parents in the end and be like fuck everyone and i'm going with farai and i'm madly in love or whatever yeah that's cute but it's not real because people have real ties to families for whatever reasons we have Mm. and it's not as easy to do that Mm. so the fact that farai was able to choose herself and as much as it hurt, she was like, this is what is necessary for me. And in the end, unfortunately, I don't think Adam would have been too heartbroken. No. No. So yeah. it was nice because Adam's true colors were coming out. Mm-hmm. And so it, he wasn't the right guy or the then, right person for her. Yeah, I. no, I don't think it would have lasted. Exactly. So the fact that they're not, that they didn't end up together, I think was good. I was glad. And I, I was very happy that Farai made that. De- I'm glad she's the one who made that decision because it would have been salt in the wound if we know Adam's as jerky as his family because of the way he's not supporting Farai. And he's just like, yeah, we need to break up because my family doesn't accept you. That yeah. would have been a very easy way out as well. And I think it was well done, the breakup or whatever. Yeah. It was it was her decision. It was hard. It was a hard decision. Like yeah. she's like, even if you love each other, even mm-hmm. if you want to love each other, even if it's hard, um, you know, like there's that conflict there. It wasn't like he wasn't over the top racist about it. It was he was that same level of terrible racist but you know like stupid racist that his mom was that Mm -hmm. uncaring racism um so it wasn't he didn't she didn't go and make it like where she could not love him at all where it was an easy thing to do Mm -hmm. it was still difficult for her in her heart yeah so you felt for the breakup still Mm -hmm. um and you know like rain on a train track that's very you know like that's a very good sad romantic ending (laughs) um i i think um to like bring it back to the beginning um it might help that she's uh demi she's gray sexual like there's something she's pulling there maybe from herself that's me making broad assumptions (laughs) you know ass out of you and me kind of thing but um (laughs) she might be pulling from something there. Mm-hmm. Um, there definitely wasn't uh, anywhere in this book for a, what is, you know, kind of like, it's, it's, it's a social comic, but it's also a romance. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there was no real sexual element. It wasn't about that. It was about the romance side of it more. Um, And I think for me reading it, uh, there was something very interesting in it in that I connected with it more on that level. That willingness to cut off felt really familiar to me. Um, and, and I really liked the ending a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm not sure a lot of, um, like it's, it's the sort of ending I see from a lot of asexual writers. When, when I see asexual writers writing, I see a lot of romance stories that end in goodbye. Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. kind of sad, but I do see it a little bit more often. No, it's a really good. That's a really good point because I I wouldn't have ever known that. That's good to know. With when he arrived on the the, the tra- at the train station after she left, and you're you're absolutely correct because you're normal, like well not normal, but like you're like the stereotype of a story like that is that he goes after her so therefore now they're going to be together because he 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 went after her you know and it's like and i was like oh no don't do this please don't do this you know like like get on that train you know leave his ass please (laughs) and and that's what happened i'm like oh thank you so much because a lot lesser writer would have been like oh i still love you and blah 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 and like we'll we'll sort through it it's like no you you made your bed you're sleeping in it you're sleeping in your your nice little rich posh house and i'm absolutely train you know and and it definitely would have been the wrong message on the trains yeah Yeah. if if you were going to get them back together it needed to be in the house like if he was going to make that strong stance absolutely yeah. wouldn't have been on the train tracks i would expect yeah. that in the house yeah and it would have had to be would have to stand the up there exactly yeah and be like uh no you you're absolutely out of order <laughs> like you're out of line i don't i yeah and he never does that um do they yeah um i honestly like the the lack of love that is it becomes apparent that adam has for for i like it you know that there isn't a lot of like romancy mushy moments between them either they hold hands a couple of times they kiss they in kiss. bed yeah but i just yeah i i got i mean i guess two years into a relationship you're not as as handsy i guess but yeah but you can't fuck under stress dude yeah that's true too. like and at your mom's house yeah that's true too I no fuck. that's when you have spite sex yeah and it's That's loud. That's <laughs> what we're that doing. That way they know you're happy and you're fucking. Yeah. But uh, when you're stressed, I'm joking. But when you're stressed <laughs> out, like that's the last thing you want to do. And they were obviously both under stress, like so much. You know, I was, I think I don't, I am glad I didn't see anything remotely sexual yeah. because I think that would have turned me off to the story. And once again, I, I could see a lesser writer doing that in the story like this which but again i have been interested i think i could see an allosexual writer having adam come on to her at some point after she were angry yeah 
I, I could see that. To, like to show, that's something I could yeah. see somebody else, not necessarily a lesser writer, but I could see yeah. a different writer having him try to engage her sexually after she were angry. Because I think that's angry. I think that's what some relationships do. Relationships do if yeah. one partner's mad and the other partner's like, how do I fix this? Sex. Make that's a sense. great, yeah. that's it's, great it's, thing it's, to do. So they try. <laughs> um, but I, I think again, because now I'm so emotionally invested in like the lives of Farai and Adam before this weekend or week trip that I'm very curious as to know like their backstory as a couple is she just like this hot quote-unquote ethnic girlfriend that's Mm. artsy that's Mm. kind of like a trophy girlfriend because it's like oh yeah I'm I'm edgy I'm dating somebody from Zimbabwe she's a graphic designer (laughs) or whatever you know so like was it I'm, I'm just curious is she not even I mean obviously we see his true colors at the end but was she ever someone that he held in high esteem I don't know I don't get the vibe that they were that he was as invested in her as she was in him yeah and the way like the reason I think that too is when they're on the train and um he's telling her like how like how um talented she is and then she's like oh I wish I could play the piano and then he says something like oh it's not anything and then she's like oh that's what how I fell in love you know you mentioned this earlier Darcy that he was playing and she overheard him and was just like I have to get to know the gentleman behind the piano right and he he looks shocked and he blushes yeah and she the shocked expression is never addressed but she goes, oh, I love it when you blush. But you're, you're together two years and you don't know that. And secondly, you hear that story and you're shocked. Yeah. That's, that was just an interesting little, like, I tell Brian every single day. No, no, that's an exaggeration. But like, I mean, we always talk about like, every when day. we think like, <laughs> when, when we like fell in love with each other, you know, because I think that's what in a, like in a in a caring relationship you always let each other know in some way of like your origin story as cheesy as that sounds so the fact that they were two years in and that was the whole situation on the train I'm like that didn't feel right yeah like why are you reacting like this to her what she's saying what she said is super cute why are you shocked yeah, or like why? Yeah, I, I was curious to what Farai said to her mom. Yes, yes, um, yes. With the like, um, no, he's different kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like the suggestion that, um, like, has something like this happened before? Maybe not to this extent, not to this like mansion in the middle of nowhere alone with this crazy woman kind of thing. Um, but you know. Like, has she had a bad experience like this before kind of situation? And if she did, it also speaks to the client, the social climate and where they're at towards immigrants, immigrant status, uh, people from different countries in England. Because if this is supposed to be a contemporary comic, Mm -hmm. then we know about the UK's immigration or England's immigration policies and how fucked they are sometimes and how there's a lot of racism 
And so I just find that very interesting too, very timely. And maybe how she was so good at standing up for herself. Yes. Because I, you know, the first time something like this came up against you, I don't necessarily know that you'd be so good at standing up no. for yourself. You'd be all here. I, I, yeah, I think I think maybe you'd be maybe not surprised. I don't think anybody would be surprised at racism if you were a minority in a place like Britain or anywhere. Mm-hmm. But Britain is probably not the first time you've come up against racism. Mm-hmm. But um, if this were the first boyfriend's family who treated you like shit, <laughs> uh, you might not be quite so eloquent or quite so ready to, you know. Yeah pull yeah. off what she pulled off with the dress and the dinner and the <laughs> yeah. fabulous exit um, <laughs> but she managed it really well oh yeah um, so uh yeah. she was never really rude back to to no she um, was incredible oh, nope exactly she just was very frank and yeah yeah and so no, no. i mean she, she was, shouldn't have she shouldn't have had to been she no, could have yeah. told Definitely him not. to fuck up straight yeah. you know like straight off right that first day yeah go fuck yourself oh. and leave is probably not what i would do because i'm a coward um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not tough at all <laughs> i probably just would have left in the middle of the night but, right like i'm grabbing my what i would have liked to do yeah, yeah exactly what you fantasize well, about doing i mean obviously there's a class issue with um his yes. parents as well and 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 like in like a lot of people who are racist associate minorities with lower class mm. people and like like poor or mm. and all that. so i wonder also the fact that the, she is didn't just say go fuck yourselves and leave like she should have you know is is part of that it's like where it's like yeah. i'm i i have to be as regal as possible while still defending myself because this is how they think my type of person is and I, this is not true i'm gonna go ahead and say that farai is just a badass she's well-spoken she, she always was she always will be I don't think it has anything to do with her feeling like she needs to show them anything. Mm-hmm. I just think she's an intelligent, awesome woman mm. who uses she's, her work, you know. She's just actually better than them. Yeah, yeah she really is. She's she just a it. better person and she's better than them. And she has, she just has more class than them if we're going to use the class thing, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't need to show it. It just naturally exudes from her, you know, like me, I would have fucking pushed that woman off and off the boat in the lake. I would have been like, (laughs) oh, you hate Muslims too. Bam. And I would have fucking hit her. (laughs) Like, And it would have been even more a gothic horror because I'm pretty sure that's, that's a fairly standard trope woman in lakes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, I mean, this isn't Carrie therapy hour, so I won't keep going into it. But yeah, a lot of the stuff that was said, I was like, oh my gosh, were you, did you have a, like a, a hidden camera following me, hearing things being said? It's, it's interesting and it's kind of nice to know that, well, it's not nice, I guess, because it sucks that more people are like this, but it's, you, you kind of have that universal feeling that like, oh, like, yeah, we went through this, but we're not the only people that have been able to get through this and survive, you know, I I that's a really bad word for that, but yeah. Well, I will say this to any listeners of communities who are oppressed in any way, 
listeners of color, listeners we have who are part of the LGBTQIA plus community, um, female or you know female identifying listeners. Uh, it's nice to read comics that show contemporary issues because you feel vindicated in how you and how you feel that you should react or how you do react or how you want to react. It's just really nice to see that because you're like, oh fuck, finally somebody, somebody's writing it that gets it. And maybe Charlotte's way of showing something is different from the way I, I'm interpreting it, but it's something that I really liked reading, even though it was painful. And even though, like, like I said, I was literally texting Brian while I was reading it, like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like I was just like, <laughs> oh, I feel so gross right now. But again, it's just, it's really nice. And so it's, it's an important, and even if you're not part of those communities, read the book because you will get a point of view for people mm. to feel like this. Yeah. And maybe you can be like, ah, I don't think I'm a racist, but let me do a double check. There's, there's do lot... I say things like this? Yeah. Because I think a lot of the times too, as humans, we flub. We, we all make mistakes. We all say things that are sometimes considered inappropriate or like, oh fuck, I shouldn't have said that or that came off weird or that sounds bad. But the point of it is to realize it's a mistake, learn from it and not repeat those things. Yeah. And that's, that's the message. You can fuck up, just own it and be like, oh, that's a word I'm not supposed to use. Noted, won't, removed it from my vocabulary. Mm -hmm. The fact that there are people in this world who exist who are like, I'm going to use whatever word I want. And I don't care if you think it's bad because I don't think it's bad. So I'm going to use it. That's bad. You don't yeah. want to be like them. <laughs> no, so bad. Yeah. And it's like, so it's very, it's a very important book to read because you will get points of views that maybe you don't necessarily understand or know about, but then you can be like, oh, this is why people feel this way. Or these are the, like, they're straight up contemporary immigration issues mentioned in this book. Mm. And it's highly important because it doesn't matter what side of the pond that you are on. It's the same fucking stupid ass immigration policies mm -hmm. that we have. And so it's really, really good to read because you're like, oh, I know we have fucked up immigration policies here in the States. I didn't know we had that it was over there in England. Or I know that it was like that in England. I didn't know about the ones in uh, the States. So it's just really important um, because the, the, um, the, it's just a really important book. I'm glad Darcy mentioned it and she brought it up and that we're talking about it because I, I just enjoyed it. And it's, like I said, it's not a, not, not necessarily a fun read, but it's, it's very good it's and you'll love the art. Charlotte's I, I'm a fan. Charlotte's awesome. Yeah. The art's so good. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's like you said at the beginning, not sure if like the mom is supposed to be that ugly. There's no way she is not that ugly on purpose. Like yeah. the rest of her character, like uh, Farai is so cute and attractive oh, yeah, and just fantastic totally... looking. There is no way <laughs> that the mom is that ugly, not on purpose. She looks like some sort of weird stereotypical witch character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> not a fun witch. Not like either. a cute witch. Not yeah. a fun witch. Yeah. Not yeah. not not a not a studio Ghibli witch. <laughs> like full on the witch's witch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Turned your ass into a mouse. <laughs> Type of witch. Uh, yeah, no, the arts. We didn't really talk about the dad much. I guess no. we could throw that in. He's kind of a very much a uh uh yes dear yes dear i'm racist too dear kind of character he's he's in the background yeah which again is very much a part of this whole thing because i think Mm. in a lot of families there's one super outspoken one who's outspokenly racist or bigoted or whatever and then there's their their, then there's their hype man yeah and enabler kind of thing yeah exactly and so that felt very organic to me that we didn't talk about the dad because he wasn't yeah. important, but he was important because he's there enabling her and hyping he, her up. He creates the microcosm bubble that that the racism is okay then because it's like, oh yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, Europeans are correct and they're justified. And it's like, Never pushes back on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And so because I mean, racism is 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 it happens because of ignorance in more ways than what. Because one, you don't really know about people, or, and two, because you create thoughts, and then they're they're promoted by people who live near you or, or are close to you that might have the same opinions, and you never get another opinion, you know. So, so that I think his purpose there, even though he was really much a non-player in this story, was important because he creates the the he helps create the space where it's okay for her to be a terrible person. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> really good. Thank you, Darcy. Yeah, thank you very much. It was actually really excellent. I really enjoyed it. I did too. I hadn't read it before this and I had considered picking a couple other things and then um, one of Charlotte's pictures popped up and I remembered she had written a book and I was like, Oh yeah, Charlotte wrote a book and I keep meaning to read it and it's my week. I should read Charlotte's book and I'm glad I'm glad you guys liked it. I'm glad I liked it. I'm glad everybody liked it. Oh definitely. I'm I'm inspired and I'm I'm bringing something kind of new to the table as well next week instead of what I what I chose a while ago. So we're mixing it up here and I won't say what the book I chose originally is because we'll we'll get to it eventually. So, you know, no, no worries there. Um, all right. Well, um, any guys, any last thoughts or ideas or feelings? I need a drink. Yeah. <laughs> I want ice cream. Yeah, something comforting like alcohol or chocolate sounds really good. Oh, right so I'm gonna make a baked potato. I'm hungry. I haven't oh, eaten that all day. Good. Oh, oh no. Wow. Yeah. Um, there's right now there's more Oreos that are absolutely delicious. Uh, food hack, throw, throw a few of those into the microwave for like 20 seconds, let it melt a little bit. And uh, so good. Did you said, <laughs> did you said s'more, 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 S M uh-huh. like s'mores. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought you just said more Oreos. Okay. Oh, yeah, uh, no, s'moreos, if you will. S'moreos. You know? I get you. <laughs> yeah oh so good and yes that, that's been like my crux and i basically ate an entire packet myself and yeah and controversial <laughs> yeah i don't like oreos i'm not a huge oh Oreo fan yeah either, no that's fine I, we're not either yeah my dad's a huge sweet person so we have a ton of like odd snacks in the house 
And so he loves Oreos. So we bought these random s'more Oreos for Brian because he loves s'mores. So I wanted to offer my dad one and I go into the bag. <laughs> There's two left. And I was like, oh shit. I'm like, dad, did you already have some? He's like, no. And I'm like, oh my God, Brian ate all of these. That's so funny. <laughs> so now my parents go to the store. They're like, we brought s'more Oreos for yeah. Brian. And I'm like, oh, that's sweet. Exactly. Just sweet. Yeah. Very nice. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I always buy uh, cupcakes. I try not to. I gained a ton of weight in college because uh, I used to buy a cake a week, a sheet cake a week. Mm. Yeah, it was bad. Sounds good though. So I, I try. Oh God, it was so good. I got <laughs> I got soup. My junior was it my junior year? Or my senior year? It must have been my junior year. My junior year of college was very bad for me. Oh. I gained so much fucking weight. <laughs> college <sighs> definitely do that. <laughs> college will do it. Yeah, oh. definitely. Yeah. I want cake now. Yeah, cake and ice cream. Cake is so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Everyone listening, let's all celebrate with some cake and ice cream. Right yeah, now. definitely. After this is over. Yeah. All right. Well, um, in that case, so uh, we're not doing a roundtable this week because uh, we figured that this conversation would probably kind of go for a little bit of time. So and it did. It, it did, did totally. definitely. So uh, we'll have a conversation uh, next week. And um, so I guess I, I we're going to get to our uh, kind of our closing ceremonies here. If, unless you guys have anything else you want to bring up real quick. Nope. No. Okay. Well, then we have reached the end of the show. And thank you, as always, to everyone who listened to our show. Uh, email us any questions or comments at uh, comicsisarebettered at gmail.com. Uh, Instagram, Twitter is cdbpod. Uh, website is comicsisarebettered.wordpress.com where you can request a future subject for a show. A future show. A future subject for a future show, apparently. And uh, uh, don't forget to follow, rate, and tell a friend about our podcast. And uh, Darcy, where can we find you? I am on Twitter at books underscore serial, and I have a website, booksandserial.wordpress.com, and I am currently tweeting about Wastelanders pretty much exclusively. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, yeah. you know, it's an ongoing series. Right now we're Wastelanders, Old Man Star-Lord, um, written by... Uh, the Mabulous, the Majestic and Fabulous, Um, (laughs) something like that. Uh, uh, Ben Percy, Ben Percy, was that right? Yeah, Benjamin Percy, yeah. I almost said Ben Piercy, and I was like, that's wrong too. (laughs) My words, they're going, I'm so hungry. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, fucking it's fabulous. If you Mm -hmm. didn't listen to the first two episodes last week, you should do that by now, this third episode will be out and um yeah dude they're freaking killing it the Uh audio department's rocking super hard it sounds great the brood was in episode one like holy shit and they sounded awesome the brood the brood sounded so great like they were scary as shit Mm -hmm. i I still don't i still like rocket's hard to hear as rocket he sounds like a guy so i'm still having problems with rocket uh because he just sounds like a guy he doesn't sound like a raccoon he sounds like chris (laughs) elliott he sounds sounds good i like him yeah fine but he's hard to hear as rocket when i can't see his face (laughs) yeah exactly and and uh, i think that rocket and 
and um and peter quill kind of sound the same sometimes they kind of so, do so but besides but aside from that they do a good job establishing who's who though so it's not it, like based on their language yeah exactly so rocket's so, a little bit more of an asshole thank god but, and, and he says flark a lot which is he great says flark a lot <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, oh, it's so good it's so good it's so uh, good i'm hoping i'm hoping episode three is just as good as the first two which probably will be uh we've already you know i i won't give it away i won't say things go mm-hmm. listen to it it's fabulous they're only a half hour long so they're only a half hour long so we've so only had an hour so far it goes super fast yeah. it's like it's fucking free it's more content it's stuff that fucking the mcu probably is god who knows maybe even never gonna get to they'll probably get there some time but it's gonna be a while yeah. you know they they gotta wait for some of these assholes to get super old so it'll be like 30 years from now <laughs> um <laughs> plus we got danny glover voice work which is always great plus danny glover's in it as I red like it. and mm-hmm. he's really great so yeah. He's too, shit, he's, he's too old for this shit. He's too old for this shit. But he's not too old for this nope. shit. He's just old enough. He's exactly the right age. Exactly. That's okay. awesome. Well, uh, you can reach me at Bryson2814 on Twitter and Bryson underscore CB on Instagram. And so for Darcy and Carrie, I'm Brian, and this has been the Comics Deserve Better podcast. Remember, comics deserve better, and everyone deserves comics. And have a fabulous day. I hate Bye. you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I'm going to use the word. <laughs> Bye. By Chariot, is it or Charlotte? I'm sorry. Charlotte. By, Charlotte. By- <laughs>